This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on with the second half of our bi-week grades and review podcast here on Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more. Sign up today, fanduel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their fabulous same game parlay offers, no sweat first bets and more. I want to make mention real quick of a longtime listener of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, reader of Patriots.com, an old Fitzy Wicked Piss of Webcast viewer, and now Six Rings and Football Things listener, Andy, our pal from the UK Patriots fan club, Warren Ladd, who, oh, yeah. uh, old, old laddie boy, one of our favorites. He said, say hello. He said, say hello and give some S to Andy for me. Um, so Laddie's a great guy. I've hung out in the parking lot with him and uh, had some pre and post game beers. We hung out in London years ago. He's a terrific guy, as are all the fans of the Patriots Deutschland, as well as the UK Patriots fan club and beyond. He, he DM'd me this morning and said, can you believe this? I've gone to three games this season. He, he traveled to Texas from London to see the Cowboys game, then flew up to New England to see the Saints game, flew back home, has existed and lived his life, watching every Patriots game in England. Then he flew to Germany to see the Patriots game against the Colts in Frankfurt. And he's like, how is it possible for a Patriots fan to travel to see three games and have never seen his team score a touchdown this year. Well, I'm starting to think it might be Warren's problem. <laughs> three games, nine points. The Patriots average three points a game and Laddie's three games he's seen. You know that, what they call that? What's that? Lad luck. Get it? Bad luck? Lad luck? I need a ladder to climb out of the hole I find myself in right now. No, in all seriousness, he should. Uh, Poor guy. He, he's Patriots. like, can I get an emotional refund? He wants the Patriots should After give him an emotional a refund. He should get an actual refund. Mr. Kraft, all of our friends that are that could possibly be listening right now or any of the bots that they make sure listen to our podcast so that we're not saying things that are too mean to the franchise. Someone from Patriots Actual should offer Warren a free ticket to a game next year for being such a loyal and dedicated fan and having to view, partake in, and endure that level of ineptitude. Three games, thousands of miles, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars spent. Thousands. Nine points. That is a shame. Hey, that's that's the definition of you hate to see it. Really. I do. I mean, so, like, I hate to see that. And I know 
you know, it's like I said on on Sunday. The coolest part of that game was the the roof collapsing into the scoreboard. <laughs> I wish the, I wish it. I wish the roof caught Mac Jones and took him. In there. Oh come on! Oh well, that's not funny. That, my fandom reared its ugly head for a moment, and now I'll I'll go back to pretending to be an adult. You ugly Boston person! Oh, you miserable masshole! Uh, all right, Andy. So let's address the uh, the Jack Jones thing real quick. Patriots moved on from cornerback Jack Jones. His punishment was not being released. He seems very happy about being released from the New England Patriots, but the guy obviously has an, if not multiple, attitude-based problems. He ends up with he ends up having missed a bunch of games over the course of his season and a half with the Patriots. Of course, the highlight was the pick six against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay last season. He came into the league as a fourth-round draft pick because he was beset by off-field troubles, of course, the the whole Panda Jack, Panda Express issue, which dropped uh, potentially a second-round talent all the way down to the fourth round. Then, of course, there was the incident last year, barking back at Belichick, being suspended, disagreements over his rehabilitation. This year in the offseason, of course, he's caught at Logan Airport with a bag full of guns before he travels. More legal issues, more attitude problems. I'm glad, finally, as promising as he could have been, you know, decent value fourth round reasonable starting outside corner at this point. Now I'm all set with the drama. I don't need people like that around the team. I'm sure they don't as well because whoever is left like your Sean Wade's that we would like to see potentially develop into something. I don't need them around the attitude. And at this point now may as well send JC Jackson packing right after. Him. Yeah. You know, um, I hate to take victory laps, but I told you in the summer, I would have cut Jack Jones and Trent Brown. I think they are talented individuals who are a net negative on a roster, a team, a locker room, a work ethic. And I, I just like, he, he, he is who he is. Like his mm -hmm. character questions, flaws, history followed him from college to college to the NFL. You suspended him late last year. He's got guns at the air. Like, I'm sorry. Like it, that's on you. You, you invested in him. And then you did the same thing with Trent Brown. You did the same thing with JC Jackson. And I guess it's this Midas touch, but guess what? It's not 2014 where you have all these veterans and leaders and winning and everything to help you deal with these personalities and character issues and, and things. So I don't know. You got what you deserved, I feel like, by hitching your wagon to some of these guys in the summer and, and I think empowering them. Once they know you need them and you're you're beholden to them, it makes right. it worse. Then they feel like they can act act a fool, act out loud, like, what are you going to do, cut me? You don't have any other good corners. Like, you know right. what? Fine. We'll just live with Miles my, Bryan and Sean Wade the rest of the way. What's it going to do? Cause the Pats to give up points and lose games and help them get a better quarterback? Yay. Yeah, I can't I, believe I, I'm I, saying this. My God, where are we? Hey, Andy, real quick. Um, all right, here we go. Here's uh, in. Uh, uh, I prepared a couple of uh, just because we try. We need to visit the lighter side of things, or at least try to have some fun. Here's uh, six, Andy. Here's six, six because uh, we're on the Six Rings podcast. Here's six lines to to describe the Jack Jones departure. You pick your favorite, or your favorite being your least favorite. Um, knee slappers, dad jokes, Andy Hart lines. Here we go. Jack Jones. Hey, make sure to check his bags before he flies off. All right. Cheap shot. Oh, come on. He was he was found not guilty or something. That was that was cleaned up. Jack Jones, a pick six versus the Packers, the highlight, and then later sent packing. Jack Jones, when you're cutting corners, that leads to cutting corners, Robert Kraft, because you see they're a little I, too I thrifty. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, Jack Jones, I'd show a snippet of his highlights, but he prefers the extended clip. Yeah, you're starting to smile. That's not bad. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's the most creative we've had so far. Jack Jones was granted what he gave some receivers in the NFL, a free release. I see what you did there. <laughs> Jack Jones, he couldn't get on board with the program in Foxborough or at Logan last June. Oh, <laughs> would you give me a see? Pretty I know sure his lawyer would call you a racist for those comments. Why? Oh, that's just you know, what she, okay. That's she said that was the, the whole issue was the yes. <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. Hey, uh, Aunt, real quick before we move on, who picks them up? Who takes a chance? A team with a team that needs to try to develop somebody in the lower depths of the NFL. Like, does another crappy team place a claim, or is there a team that's competing that's like, uh, I would do, do it. The chance, I'll be honest, I would do it if I was a team like Philly or Kansas City, the, the classic Patriots teams that has strong leadership, strong talent, winning culture. Right. Yeah. They feel like they can do that. Yep. Andy Reid and uh, Spags. And then you got Legereus Sneed. And then you got uh, Trent McDuffie. Like you've got good corners. You got good safeties. You've got obviously some good coaches as well. Like you could do that there. Philadelphia. Yeah. Darius Slade be like, hey, listen. Uh, you can you can come in here. We'll try to set you straight and get you on the straight and narrow. Uh, you can even come on my podcast later on, or we'll cut your ass. So what do you want? Right. You want to play for a ring, or do you want to get the F out? Right. Yeah, no. And then the one that might think they could and should do it that shouldn't do it is the Raiders, because I could see Antonio Pierce being like, I'm a I'm an ex-player. I know locker rooms. I'm from Compton. Like, I can I can take care of this kid. Bad idea. Don't do it. San Francisco, Andy. Because they they have yeah, that's needed one that I would put on the top list. They have needed an outside corner for a while now. Right now, yeah. Whether he's that good or not, that's the other question here. We kind of talked ourselves into how good he could and would be. I don't know how good he is. Like I, we'll see. I'm not sure he's a high end corner, but just go somewhere and blend into a good defense on a good team and try to. Now I don't think it's going to change. I mean, there's all these like rumors, reports, scuttlebutt that he's like tied into off field aspects that I are going to follow him everywhere. Like I, you know, I don't know enough about this, but people tell me even his Twitter handle tells you about him. The double C has meaning and like that. I, I, oh, president Jack CC. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, you can think you're going to fix him and you can think your culture and leadership is strong enough, but we'll see. Be careful. The, those could be very dangerous waters. So tread lightly. Uh, think there's any more cuts coming. Um, the JC Jackson one is interesting, but I would say if you were going to cut him, why wouldn't you have already cut him? Why would you like wait that he's going to come back the week after kind of thing? So, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, I think we're in that time where, damn it, I got nothing to lose. I might as well cut your ass instead of deal with you. So, um, it wouldn't stun me if there are more cuts coming. I wouldn't surprise me either. If JC Jackson didn't cotton, uh, you know, didn't take to the, the break very well. Uh, and the fact that he didn't have to travel and his attitude issues continue, continue to persist and doesn't want the rest of that money. <whistles> Adios. Bye. Yeah. And someone else can pick him up. And then Bill Belichick can turn to his locker room and apologize the same way Telesco and co did out with the Los Diego chargers. Uh, Andrew, do you, what do you make of the Jamichael hasty pickup? Jack Jones's spot has been taken by Jamichael hasty. Another little, little short uh, fire hydrant running back coming from Jacksonville, maybe looking to be the third down back. Obviously, it didn't work out with your guy on the James Robinson hype train. Do you think Jamichael Hasty, by chance, just by chance, 
Could there be yet maybe a little diamond in the rough where maybe he could come in and be like, oh, look, maybe a possible third down back. So I may be reading too much into this. And certainly there's just he's made some plays in the NFL. I know the highlight of him in San Francisco was making the rounds, of course. A lot of people run well behind that San Francisco line and in that scheme. So I don't know. I think you would probably be like a legit fantasy option behind Trent Williams. But I did think it was notable. This word stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. What did you see from Jamaica Hasty that made you want to work with him? Was Bill Belichick's question posed to him in his morning uh, press briefing today. And he said, we felt he was a good person to claim. In light of the Jack Jones release, I didn't know if that was intentional. Good person. I don't know anything about Hasty. Is he like a locker room guy? Is he a hard worker? Is he like a, I, I don't know anything about him, but it, I found it interesting that Bill said a good person. Didn't say a player. Right. He said a good person to claim. I don't know if that means anything. It just it stuck. It hit my ear when he said it. I I don't think you're out of order in wondering what Belichick's intentions were there. Like, I don't think have good people around like, yeah, we're two and eight. We can lose with good people just like we can lose with not good people who are maybe better talents. He's the opposite of what Jack Jones was to our secondary, our cornerbacks room and our locker room overall. Yeah, it could be. But But I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, you know what? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to watch Will Greer flare him a screen against the Giants in a few weeks. Sure. sure. When Bailey Zappi gets pulled at the half because he's ineffective. I'll take any any reason for excite. Like I I mentioned the Sean Wade play. That was a play yeah. that I like jumped play. out of my seat. Like he runs up, make, and you're like, whoa, a play. Like, oh, I like plays. I still enjoy football plays. when there's energy and stuff. Right. Like, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And certainly the running backs brought that. I'm not saying they're without that. I thought Ramondre Stevenson brought that kind of energy to the ground game. He was and getting so does Zeke. Ze- like Absolutely. God bless Zeke for being a professional. Like honestly, Absolutely. I never thought I'd say he that, but he have to be. He could be bitching. He could be sulking. He could be like, why the F did I sign with this effing team kind of thing? And or why the F didn't this team send me to, I don't know, San Francisco to be the backup to right. uh not even CMC. Who's their ba- uh, Elijah Mitchell or whoever else? Like I just somewhere where I had a chance to play for relevance, but nope, he has been a pros pro about it. And I think that will probably lead him to get another Patriots level, couple million dollar deal next year. Cause he's not running the last bits of tread off the tires this year. And he has turned out to be a positive influence on the team. So bravo Zeke. Huzzah. Uh, did you get a chance to read the bill Barnwell piece? Uh, I did not. I'm not a big bill Barnwell guy. I know. I, I know. No, I know. But like it's, ever since it's, he told me why the Patriots should trade, uh, Kendrick Bourne all off season. I was like, D- are you serious? Like, do you pay attention? I mean, he's their best receiver. Why would they trade him? Well, actually, if they had, they probably would have gotten a piece for him. And now, of course, the poor guy's yeah, out. Yeah, and then they would have sucked earlier. He was leading the team in receptions, passing yards, and touchdowns. I, he's the only capable, competent receiver I like they him. had. I'm a fan. I'm a card-carrying member of the Bourne Poly fan. Okay, club. what Barnwell uh, write this time that I can write? Uh, well, it's just a real, like, there's a really good, like, he goes through the drafts from like 2015 to now and just shows everybody like, like this is, you need to know where we are, like what the Patriots did in all of these drafts and who else was available at the time and how badly Belichick as personnel evaluator and general manager missed you. And I know this and nobody else wants to hear the Debo DK versus AJ Brown versus Nikhil Harry stuff, but there are just so many other cataclysmic swings and misses uh, along the way, which, which is, it's depressing, but it's kind of like you need to steer into the history to just know from whence you came. But then also, I think the most telling paragraph, there's a section about how Bill Belichick has basically, uh, there's a section about the Belichick doghouse and how real it is 
He wonders aloud if the Patriot way, the Patriots winning formula still really exists. But I think the part that is the most interesting, Andy, there's a multiple headers in it. It's called a very familiar coaching staff. And basically Barnwell says Belichick has, as we have said time and again here for months, like the mad King has surrounded himself with family, friends, and yes, men. And there's no one from outside the organization. So you're getting no unique thoughts. You're not getting anybody with a different or fresh perspective. It's just people that kind of like, yeah, Bill, it's a good idea. Yeah. Or yeah. What about this? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's do this the Belichick way. Like there's nothing different about the way people approach, uh, people approach these things. Um, he says real quick uh, along those yeah. lines, um, uh-huh. they did their weekly Sirius XM let's go, um, email that has some quotes from Tom Brady's podcast. And I found this Ooh, very interesting okay. at the end. He, okay. he CJ Stroud was on, there was a lot of CJ Stroud stuff, but at the end, mm-hmm. obviously, Oh, Jim that's Gray, right. They were talking about that lunch they had this summer and how right. informed. Yeah, right, 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 right. At the end, Jim Gray asks Tom about the Patriots. They're two and eight. And like, you know, sort of your thoughts on just seeing what's going on. And in the middle of a typical Tom Brady word salad, long answer, he said, and obviously coach Belichick, I don't think he's coaching any different now than the way he coached when we were undefeated. And I, I found that interesting. So, so what's hmm. the difference? Oh, talent, talent, talent. Like, talent. I do think there's a lot of what bill does. That is still yes. what he always did. Mm-hmm. And without the talent. And also that was in 2007. This is 2023. 16 years in professional football is a lifetime. And I do think it's fair for Barnwell and others to just bring up if the Patriot way is no longer a way that works in the NFL because of personalities, generational divide, like whatever the reasons are social, you can study the social makeup of a locker room and what a young athlete is today and what he was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yep. But I agree with Tom. I mean, I think Bill is, I don't want to say stuck in his ways. I mean, that's, there's like a, it worked for the time that it worked when it worked in the NFL. Like, you know what I mean? But all, all good things come to an end and like you either evolve or you get old or or whatever. And he has gotten old and gotten passed by, I think. And listen, nobody may have a greater foundational knowledge, a baseline of, or understanding of the way offense and especially defense should be played fundamentally in the game of professional football. And I still think with the right talent, you give him, put him, put him in Kansas city right now. They would be humming just that they'd be seven. I believe they would be seven and two as well on a lot of teams. Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and and company that defense. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be a pretty good football coach again. Exactly. He is again for the umpteenth time. Bill, the GM has done dirty for bill, the coach. And now bill, the coach can't coach his way out of what bill, the GM has delivered for him. Like you can, be, I don't care if you're GM, like a though. classic chef, modern fusion, whatever. When you're working with the kind of groceries he went shopping for, this, this is what you get. You've got Andrews and you've got Slater and all his favorites and lieges and holdovers from the Patriot way, defending his, defending him the same way kind of Tom is right there. Even Brewski has done the same on multiple occasions. Now it just, you don't have enough. You just don't have enough. And you said, Bill, the GM, I also want to remind everybody that, we were told there was a more collaborative effort in recent years with Matt Groh, and that collaborative effort sucked as much or more than Bill Belichick flying solo. Bill Belichick flying solo has a better resume than the god, gosh darn collaborative <laughs> effort. Sorry. The 2022 draft class. Well, listen, we will 
we will like we, make any more comments on the 2022 draft right, class? Once again, I will have I will I will prepare my full mea culpa for our next episode. We've got multiple podcasts to come this week, everybody. That'll kind of wrap up our uh, Pat's Paris segment here on the Grading and Recap podcast as we head into the bye week. Your New England Patriots are two and eight. It's not so great. Uh, we will have a lot of fun stuff coming up this week. We're going to try to make this experience as positive, as informative, and engaging as possible. Like I said, we'll have our little uh, fan forum, town hall, town square pod coming up. We'll do a mailbag. Mike Cadlick will give you, uh, instead of Cadlick's Crucial Clashes, not easy to say when you could use a glass of water, on Cadlick's Crucial Clashes this week, we're going to have a state of the Patriots nation, state of affairs, if you will, which will be good. He's got a great column up right now at WEI.com, sort of showing you where everything is at. So uh, don't go anywhere, but just, if you need, need to take you a just said you're going to try to make. Break, when you just said you were going to try to make this as enjoyable as possible, all I could think of was a doctor putting a glove on and putting Vaseline <laughs> on his finger. Yeah, or just like, listen, this is going to be no big deal. As they pull out the like wide gauge needle and they test yeah. it for liquid, and you're like, where's that going to go? Yeah. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry, don't worry about it. Hey, you won't feel a thing after it hits. <laughs> oh, oh, please, sweet Novocaine, take me away. Or Calgon or uh, whoever. All right, that'll do. For Terp, our producer, for Jumbo, for Fitzy, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. We will talk to you very soon. Hit us up with your mailbag questions for this week's special episode. Take care of yourselves. Take a walk. Take a lap. Take a breather. Take a bath. Whatever you need to to decompress on the bye week. And we wish you nothing but the best. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.